Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I'm so happy you are here. We're going to start today with a review, a five-star rating and review from A. Lee, or Allie, 924. It says, love this queen. First, I can feel your amazing energy and spirit through my headphones. I love your positive attitude, whether we are going through our messes or sucky times. The tips and advice you share are so great, and I definitely need it during this pandemic. You rock goddess. Oh my goodness. Thank you so, so much. I am so grateful. Thank you, Allie or A. Lee. Um, I appreciate it. So make sure you send an email to sam at samanthajoharvey.com to claim your free Amazon gift card. Yes, we are pulling uh, a review of the week every single week and gifting your review if it's read on the podcast with a $25 Amazon gift card. So make sure you go ahead and leave a rating and review on iTunes for the opportunity to get some free dollars, right? I think that's super fun. So today I am so pumped to bring you an interview. It's really a conversation. So you know, when I sit down to interview someone, I always tell them it should feel like you and I are sitting down with a matcha latte with almond milk or coffee. I don't drink coffee, but hey, maybe you do. And it's like, we're hanging out with girlfriends and I want you to feel like you're sitting there at the table with us. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation with my friend, Aaliyah. Aaliyah is a lawyer and mindfulness teacher who helps women incorporate, find ease, flow, alignment, and empowerment in their lives. You can find so much amazing content from her on her Instagram, Aaliyah Madati, and on her YouTube channel. And I just can't wait for you to hear her journey. There are so many parallels between my life with my divorce and my relationships and her experience in her career as a corporate lawyer and um, with what she's doing now. So I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. If it resonates, if it reminds you of someone in your life that might need to hear it, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me, send it to a friend because the way we inspire our friends is to share, share the good stuff. So enjoy this episode. Aaliyah, I'm so happy you are here. I just did that intro so everyone knows that you're amazing and they're so pumped to hear about your journey from being a corporate lawyer to becoming a mindfulness coach. And I'm just so happy that you get to share your amazing presence and knowledge and story with everyone on Full Out. Thank you so much Uh. for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited to be here. Your energy is just so contagious and I can't wait to talk to your audience. Oh my gosh. Well, we are so pumped. I am so pumped. And I have to tell you that we were meant to be in one another's lives. We are part of this business mastermind together and immediately we were put together into an accountability group and it was just like, 
our connection was immediate. We have the yeah. New York in common. We have a lot of things in common, but also a lot of things that are different. So um, I think you're going to bring a new flavor uh, to the podcast today. So <laughs> for everyone that's listening, can you share with us who is Aaliyah? What, what makes up Aaliyah? What is your story? Where did you come from? And how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I, like you mentioned right now, I'm doing mindfulness coaching and that's really where I'm in at in my business right now, but it's been a very long journey getting here. Um, like you mentioned, not too long ago, I was a litigation associate at one of the top law firms in the world um, in New York City. And that was what I thought my dream career was. Ever since I was in high school, I just sort of decided that I was going to be a lawyer. Um, you know, the options in my mind at that point and kind of what I was encouraged from my family was, you know, you're either going to be a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer or an accountant. And I was like, well, I can't do math and science. So I choose lawyer. <laughs> and that's, and that's just, you know, I had made up my mind from a young age and that's the path that I went on. So I worked really, really hard in school. I always got good grades. I have four degrees two, I practiced, I wrote the bar in two different countries, you know, I went for it, like full out, I went for it and um, landed a job, what I thought was my dream job at, you know, one of the top law firms in the world. And when I actually started practicing my career and started to be a lawyer, it was so, the reality of practicing law and especially being in a big law firm environment is so different than the perception. It's so different than what you see on suits and, you know, the, <laughs> the like fun side of law that you get to see or the sexy side of law that you get to see. It is, it was a very, very different experience. And what I started to realize after a little while was, I mean, at the for the beginning of my career in law, I was trying really hard to make it work. So I didn't quite realize yet that this wasn't my dharma, that this wasn't my calling. I just thought that I needed to figure out, you know, how to make it work and how to be happy in this career. So I was trying all the things and I was trying, you know, to meditate consistently and to keep up with my fitness, even though I was working like 24 seven. And the more and more I was trying to incorporate things into my life that actually felt good, it was just more difficult because I was adding more to my plate because my job was so demanding and I just didn't have time. And my job and my energy was just getting so drained. So after about a year, about two years in that career, I started to realize that I'm just not in the right career. After all of this time and after all of this effort and energy, I just knew that I wasn't where, I just didn't want to spend my life living my life this way and, and living in that career. So I started to realize that I needed to make some shifts. And it really started to come from a, at the same time, I was starting to go through my own spiritual journey. And I was really starting to realize that you know, what life is really about. We're kind of fed this model of success as being driven by, you know, the amount of money you make, the job title you have, the prestige that you have, all of those things. And I realized that I had been chasing this external validation my entire life. And I got to the point of realizing that I can't search for happiness and 
and success outside of myself, I need to feel those things within me. And for so long, I hadn't been feeling that. And within my career, because I was so out of alignment, you know, my health wasn't the best. And I had been losing my connection with my relationships. They weren't as strong as they used to be. And all the other pieces around my life started to kind of shift. And I realized I need to make a change in my career, not just in finding something that is going to make me money and just like law did, but something that actually is meaningful to me and something where I feel like I'm showing up every day using all of my gifts and passions and really spreading my light into the world and waking up excited to do work instead of feeling drained about doing it. So that's the, that's the long story of how I transitioned or how I realized that I was in the wrong career path to begin with. And that really started my transition into mindfulness and coaching and helping other women, especially in corporate, you know, find their empowerment and, and make those shifts in their lives too. Oh my gosh, Aaliyah, I resonate with so much of this, not as far as career goes, but as far my as far as my former marriage goes, like some of the words you were saying, I feel like I've literally spoken about that marriage. Like I found myself trying to make it work. I thought I had to figure out how to make it work. So I was trying to meditate. I was trying to like take care of my body. I was trying to do those things. Um, you know, and then you said you had that, that realization of I'm just not in the right career. And I remember having that realization of I'm just not in the right relationship. I am not supposed to be in this marriage and I didn't want to spend my life living this way. And that's literally like everything that you're saying parallels to my experience in that relationship. But I'm curious when you had the realization about not being in the right career, do you feel like it was that like nudge, that whisper that Brene Brown talks about, or do you feel like it was, you got hit by the two by four? Cause for me in my marriage, like I knew I was getting nudged for years, but I didn't realize it. And then it was literally one day I woke up and I felt like I got knocked in the stomach with that two by four. Someone just like punched me in the gut. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to make a change. What was that for you? It was totally nudges until it was that, you know, hammer on the head. <laughs> it had been like years of just feeling the burnout, feeling just the lack of energy, feeling this sense of just kind of knowing deep down that I wasn't in the right place constantly questioning why I just felt like I didn't have control over my life. I was so connected to my emails and I couldn't really make plans ever really unless I was taking a formal vacation because if someone wanted something from me, I had to respond. And so it was this consistent sort of buildup until one day, I, you know, it was the straw on the camel's back that broke the camel's back. It was just I reached that point of just complete burnout. And I remember that night I just was like, it was like 11 PM. I had gotten this email after like days of not sleeping. Someone wanted something like by the next morning and I just started crying. And I, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't, this isn't, this isn't how I want to live my life. And that was really the, the wake up call moment that like, okay, something has to change because it is, it's always in our own control, even though sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Um, and that was the turning point for me, but definitely a lot of nudges before I got to that point. Yeah. And then, so for me, after having that, that wake up call moment, it then took me about, I want to say like nine months to actually leave the marriage and actually get the courage 
Um, and I remember, you know, talking to different people being like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. And my friends, literally one of my friends is like, what is it going to take for you to leave? What is it going to take for you to step up and, and leave? And I mean, there's a million other conversations that I had, but I know that it took me a while to actually make that decision. What was that like for you? Yeah. So for me, um, I, when I had that point of just like meltdown, that was actually near the end of 2019. And at that point, I pretty much decided that I'm out. I'm not going to stay. I, I, you know, and at that moment, I actually really wanted to leave. Like I wanted to like quit right then and there. And thankfully, you know, my, I had a support network that was like, just take, just take a couple breaths. <laughs> let's just like, let's just calm down first. Because when you're in that state of just that low vibration, when you're feeling just stuck and just really low, it's easy that, to want to react. It's easy to want to just do something immediately to change your state. But when, if you're making decisions from that low vibrational state, you're going to be making decisions that match that vibrational energy. So, and that's something I learned after the fact, but thankfully at that moment, I didn't quit. I didn't do anything drastic at that time. I took a couple of days to take a breather, but I decided that by June, 2020, I was going to leave my job. And I had no idea like what I was going to do. I hadn't even signed up for the, our mastermind yet or anything. Um, I just, I knew that like I was going to give myself six months to figure it out. I was going to set boundaries at work and I didn't care if they were going to fire me, uh, but I was like, I need to put myself first. And that was really, you know, I started to just take ownership and and I started to really prioritize my own self-care and really start to tap into what I needed at that time and the biggest thing that I did at the very beginning when I was at that point of just feeling stuck was I started to follow my joy I started to follow the things that made me feel good because I had been feeling not good for so long I was like, I just want to prioritize feeling good again. So to me, that meant going back to yoga, to actually make plans with friends and stick to them, even if I got a work email, to just start to nourish myself with joy again. And when I started to raise my vibration unknowingly, that's when the opportunity started to come. That's when, you know, I signed up for health coaching. This, the mastermind program was so synchronicity, synchronicity, whatever. It just appeared into my life, like, and it has changed my life. But all the things, all the doors started to open after I, I spent that time raising my vibration. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just this smooth transition. June 2020 came and I was like, oh my God. It's June. I said I was going to leave in June. Am I actually going to leave in June? And there was so much fear about leaving because, you know, this is who I was. I was a lawyer. That was my identity. I was working at this firm. It was easy. I had a stable income. You know, my family wasn't, they were, wor they were not worried, but they were scared. They were like, what are you going to do? <laughs> they didn't, they're used to having this structured path. And so there was, a, there was a lot of fear going on and a lot of stories and my ego was going wild at that time. But I just knew that I either stay in my past and I keep staying with what wasn't working just because it's safe and comfortable, or I take that leap and I go for it and I just allow myself to experience something new. 
And I'm so glad I did. June, June came around and I gave my resignation and I left. And I've never looked back. I am so happy now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember getting your, your message and just like screaming into the phone. Yes. Like, I was so freaking proud of you and excited for you. And you know, what I love is just being able to celebrate your wins as if they're my wins. And I think that's something that's so important when you, you know, have your group of friends. It's like, you know, I know a lot of women, I'm totally taking this on a side tangent, but a lot of women listening are like, how do I cultivate female friendships? And I did a podcast on it a couple of weeks ago. And one thing that I suggest is joining some kind of mastermind, join some kind of coaching program, join something where you have like-minded people because we never would have met if we did not join this program. Like you are a... New York based, well, not no longer New York based, but you were a New York based lawyer and I'm a dancer coach in LA. Like there was, really we wouldn't cross paths unless you came to see Radio City. We just happened to have a conversation. I happened to meet like, this is the, one of the best ways to find people that are like-minded and really value similar things. And so I just love a, that we're connected. B, I love that I get to witness your leaps and expansion because it also I think seeing women in our lives doing big things and taking risks and betting on themselves and trusting themselves gives us not only permission to do that for ourselves, but it also builds the faith. It's like that social proof that we sometimes need to get us out of our own fear stories. But I I wanted to ask you a question about... um, When you set boundaries at work, because we do have, I know I have listeners right now that are still in nine to fives and maybe they're starting a side business or maybe they're, they're considering transitioning out. When you set boundaries with work, did you experience resistance from the external sources? You know what? Surprisingly, I didn't. And I really, really thought that I would. I really thought that I would. And it made me sort of realize how much of the pressure I had been putting on myself. But when I actually, because when I started setting boundaries, I told myself, worst case scenario, I get fired and I'm planning on leaving anyway. So it's all, you know, it's all good. Um, But once I sort of had that clarity and I started to set those boundaries, I was expecting some pushback, but it didn't come. I didn't get fired. I still was doing a great job at my work and people I feel like didn't even notice really that I was setting those boundaries because when you say, I can't get to this right now, I'll get to this tomorrow. What are they going to say? You know, it's, you're still going to get the job done. You're still going to do the work. And, but you're, yeah, that, that is, that is definitely one of the biggest advices I would give to someone who is in the corporate world and experiencing and feeling like they don't have that control over their lives is to really set those boundaries. And especially if you can do that at the outset of starting a new job, but even if you're in it, I was totally in it and, you know, start getting clear about what it is that you need in your life in order to show up in your job in your fullest capacity and to feel good doing your work and declare those things for yourself. And you don't have to tell people. I wasn't saying I can't do this because I'm going for dinner. I was just saying, I I'm, I'm tied up right now. I'll get to this tomorrow. And it was fine. Um, so surprisingly, there was no pushback from my job. It That's was incredible. Yeah. That's because my first thought, I mean, and I think that this, this goes beyond like everything you're saying goes beyond. Yes. It's specific to the corporate woman, but it goes beyond that. I think that, you know, 
we put so much pressure on ourselves to perform, whether you're performing as a mother, as a dog mom, as a business owner, as someone in a job, as a friend, like we put this pressure on ourselves. I know I'm so, so guilty of this, that like, I will freak myself out and create problems when there aren't problems. And I create this illusion that there's so many external, um, pressures, but really it's myself putting them, putting or putting them on me. And so I love that you say that. Um, do you have any other tips or pieces of advice for women in corporate or really for anyone that does want to transition either, whether it's a relationship, whether it's business, I know that you specifically have this experience with business. I think that's really, really unique. Do you have any other big tips or pieces of advice? I think one of my biggest tips is to get support. I really don't know how I would have made this transition without you women in the mastermind. And I, I, there's two tips I would say, but the first one is to get that support because it is so, so hard to go at it alone. And especially if you're going into uncharted territory, if you're trying to take your life in a direction that you've never gone in before, chances are you don't have an existing community that has been there. Like everyone in my community were, were my friends from school, from law school, you know, high school, just my education, my family who has, are in traditional jobs. And I didn't have those people in my life that were doing the thing that I wanted to do. And, you know, so having that support and having, especially when my ego was in freak out mode, when it was telling me all the reasons why I shouldn't take the leap, like you said, having the women in my life that were already doing it and were consistently, you know, you are such a shining example of this. Every single day you were showing up and sharing with your community, like all the ways that you are pushing your boundaries and really getting out of your comfort zone and having those people in your life to support you through that is so, so key. I had never really done a coaching program or a mastermind before this. So, you know, I, I know that there's some people that have never done coaching listening to this, or they've never really experienced that before, but it is just absolutely life-changing. So having that support is my first big tip. And my second one is don't listen to advice from people who haven't been where you're going. That was something that I heard early on. And I was like, it just resonated with me because I had been spending my life listening to advice from friends and family and people who, you know, weren't where I wanted to be. And they had all their reasons why I shouldn't go on the route that I wanted to go. But I realized, why am I listening to them? I know that they have my best intentions at heart. I know that they love me and they just want me to be safe and to be happy. But at the end of the day, I want to be getting the advice from the people that have been there. And so I really stopped asking people for advice. And I really just started tuning into my own intuition and to really ground myself and to listen to what is it that Aaliyah wants? And what and how does Aaliyah want to get there? And then I would look to inspiration from, you know, people that were on that path as well. So those would be my two biggest tips. Yes, I love all of this. I, I sometimes, um, I don't know where I first heard this, but I definitely share this with my clients. I feel like when people are making big shifts in their life, whether it's their health, 
or it's their business or it's their relationship or it's their self-care, whatever type of transition they're, they're moving through. It's like, there's two different islands. There's the island that you start on with your current friends and family that, you know, know you as this and they know you inside your box. And then there's that island that's like, you know, however many yards out, but you've got to swim through this choppy water to get there. And while you're like, okay, I'm going to take the leap. Once you decide and you get in the water and you're starting to swim, all of your people from the island are like, wait, no, come back. What are you doing? That's not safe. Stay here with us. It's way more fun, you know? And then you've got that people. What you want to do is set yourself up with people on the next island where you're going to send you the life raft and be like, come on, girl, I got you. And they're dragging you into shore. And I think that encompasses everything that you just said, because, you know, I think about clients that maybe, you know, a lot of their friends are party animals and they're trying to get their health back together. And so you might have to leave some of that behind. It doesn't mean that you can't call them on the phone or text them, but do you want to be spending hundred percent of your time on that Island with them? Or, you know, in your corporate world, are you, do you want to listen to all of your friends that only know corporate or doctors or lawyer, like, you know, all of that stuff? Or do you want to be influenced by this other Island that maybe will expand your vision for what's possible for you? Yes. Love that. So I love it. So I'm like, here's a life wrap, boo. I got you. (laughs) And like, and you know, and sometimes we have to get creative because I think a lot of times, again, this comes back to what you said earlier about ownership of like, you know, we will sit in our excuses of, well, I don't know anyone that's doing what I'm doing, or I don't know enough people, or I don't have the time, or I don't, you know, all the things that we tell ourselves or our ego tells us to keep us small when the truth is, you know, I know social media gets a bad rap, but right now it's the best way to connect with people that are doing what you want to be doing. Absolutely. And I think that that's another great resource. If, even if you feel like you can't afford a coaching program, A, I think that that is also an excuse. Um, but yeah. B, there's so many free resources out there. Like I know Aaliyah, you've got stuff that's coming out or is already out. You were hosting calls and doing all sorts of cool stuff, which I want to get to in a second. But you know, I have meditations on my site. I have journaling guides. Like people are offering so many free resources. This podcast is a free resource. So anyone who's saying like, I just can't do it because of X, Y, Z, I'm here to like shake you up and be like, is that really true? I 1000% agree with everything you're saying. Honestly, my, the starting point of my spiritual journey was through podcasts. I was listening to personal development and spirituality podcasts and getting that information, I like those people, podcasts are mentorship. It really is. Even though it's not one-on-one, you're getting that information and insight and you can apply it to your life. So totally with you. There are so many creative ways to be resourceful and to get that information that can help you transform your life. Totally. So Aaliyah, what are you most excited about now? Ooh, I am so excited about everything right now. I am just so, I'm feeling so aligned and so grounded despite all the changes that have been going on in my life. And it has just been such a joy to me to really tap into my creativity in a way that I hadn't been doing in so long. And so my creative expression is probably the biggest thing that is driving me right now. Um, So for anyone I'm sure your audience is not too familiar with me, but if you follow me on Instagram or on YouTube, you'll be exposed to my posts. And so through that, I'm sharing a lot of mindfulness, um, a lot of women's empowerment, spirituality, and 
just diving into these topics and really translating them in a digestible way for other women to be able to help them shape and transform their lives. That is currently what is driving me forward. And it's just so exciting to me. I love that. I, I want to honor you because, and I want to share it with people that like you have gone through so much transition during the pandemic. Like you <laughs> left New York, you're back in Canada, you're getting your own place. Like you're doing amazing things. You left your job. Like you're stepping into this new version of yourself. You're following your Dharma. You're doing absolutely incredible things. And I think it's so important to honor that because again, the media is giving us a lot of like, this pandemic is horrible and all of these horrible things are happening and blah, blah, blah. And like, yes, there is some validity to that. And this is where we get to do that both and, and it's actually an incredible time for people to bloom and blossom and grow. And you are an example of that. So I'm so pumped about that. And I love your Instagram. I think you find like the most beautiful images and your captions are incredible. So I share them all the time. So if anyone's listening, you've probably seen me share or you're listening and you (laughs) watch my Instagram, you've seen me share Aaliyah stuff, but we'll definitely um, tag that in the show notes. So Aaliyah, what is, if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice to your younger self, your younger lawyer self, what would that advice be? Hmm. I think the biggest advice I would give myself is to really listen to my heart. To I, For most of my life up until very recently, I had been really following my mind and, you know, using my analysis and logic to drive me forward in my life. And it has definitely served me and it's taking me to where I am now. But from this point forward, the real work that I have been doing and that I'm continuing to share with the world is how to move forward in your life navigating from navigating from a place within your heart. And it's such a different feeling. It's something that I had to learn because I had never really experienced that. I had never really been taught that. But when you're moving from your heart, you're moving from a place of intuition and that is that is your truth. You're never going to be guided wrong when you're moving forward from a place within your heart. So, um, yeah, that is, that is what's guiding me forward right now. That's awesome. And if someone's like, okay, I hear you, but how do I actually do that? Do you have one tip to give them to connect to their heart? I would start with meditation. Meditation is such an awesome way to really get grounded in the present moment and to really empty your mind and empty your attachment to the past and the future. The heart operates in the space of the now. The heart is all about the present moment. And in order to really drop into that present moment, you have to let go of your ego. And so meditation is such an amazing way to do that. It really kind of hollows you out, it empties you out in a way, and it allows you to have a space of openness within yourself so you can really start to listen to what it is that your heart wants and needs. My other suggestion for really starting to follow your heart is to follow your joy. Your joy is, your heart is a medium of love. It is a medium of joy. And when you're following your joy, you're also following your intuition and you're following your highest self. So follow the things that make you feel good and you're going to find your answers there too. I mean, can I just like say mic drop? Like, boom, (laughs) that was incredible and amazing. And I'm like, ooh, I got to go meditate now. (laughs) So thank you for that reminder. Literally, I feel like I do these podcasts so that I can learn what I need to be reminded of or taught. (laughs) So thank you for that. That was like, 
Sam, go meditate. Um, okay, Aaliyah, where can we find you? So you can find me at Aaliyah Madaddy on Instagram and Aaliyah Madaddy on YouTube and also AaliyahMadaddy.com, my website. Amazing. So I, before I end, I have one last question, but before that, I just want to honor you and shower you with love and appreciation and all the good vibes and energy and just say that I, A, I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing. And I'm so excited to see where you're going to grow and how big and wide you're going to get because so many women need to learn from you. They need to hear from you. They they really need you and you are stepping up and stepping into your power as Aww. a as a woman and a guide and I'm just so thankful to know you. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> so with that my last question is if you were in a quick elevator ride with someone and they were like, "Aaliyah, how do I live my life full out?" What do you tell them? Follow your heart, girl. Follow your heart, follow your joy, follow the things that make you feel good, and that will always lead you to your truth. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.